Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Nicky Balboa and Nick Davey. Good evening. <laughs> and your girlfriend's favourite podcaster, Lance Rivera. Hello. Yeah. How are you both doing this evening? I'm not doing too badly myself. How are you? I'm good. Um, I saw the sexy baby video. Um, Cyber oh put my it on God. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I you forgot. Put it on I, every year it comes up and every year <laughs> someone new goes, so you were a sexy baby apparently. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I stand by it. <laughs> when I came out of the womb, the nurses grabbed me and said, damn. That's a sexy baby. <laughs> I stand by Jesus. that wholeheartedly. That's what they said next. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I've seen it. So you did mention it during an interview with the disciple. And I was like, oh, this must be it. When it came up on my Facebook wall today. <laughs> oh, my God. I have a few months where I just forget it existed. Yeah. <laughs> and then a disciple will be like, do you remember that? And I'll be like, yeah, I do. I do, yeah. <laughs> that's a sexy baby (laughs) do you enjoy the first weekend of the Premier League Uh, no No. (laughs) I'm hung over as a result from today after going to the pub to watch my team play last night and yeah but what did you expect mate well I thought we were the better team in all fairness I thought we were the better team I saw Kai Havertz pass that he uh, yeah. tried, that he attempted. That looked magnificent. Yeah, that wasn't great. No, um, it's just good to have it back, isn't it? So, fingers crossed. Hopefully, I'm happy that they put them all on as well. Without fans being mm. in, in the ground, I'm happy they've spread them all out and see a bit of common sense. And um, good news as well for the weekend. Apparently, um, in the football league, they're going to be allowing um, thousand. Uh, they're doing test events at all, uh, the majority of the football league clubs. Uh, the oh, ones right. that aren't in like lo- local lockdowns and stuff. But yeah, they're going to have a thousand people in through the gates. So it sounds all right, doesn't it? I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, uh, I don't know if, what, what non-league clubs are going to be doing it, but yeah, I mean, uh, but sorry, non-league clubs, football league clubs are going to be doing it. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it'd be great if they can obviously, um, yeah, hope they all, hope, good luck to all of them and hopefully it'll be a success. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm just excited for United to finally have a match. So, yeah, this this Saturday after yeah, no, five. No, yeah. Against, against Crystal Palace. Chelsea, Chelsea. Have to be Crystal Palace. Felt so left out this this weekend, not having a game. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though, I did get excited about Leeds. As much as I don't like either Leeds or Liverpool, I thought it was exciting how Leeds oh, nearly good. beat them. Yes, I hate both clubs. So I hate both clubs as well. And it was, but I just enjoy watching Virgil Van Dijk trip over himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this week it's been one year since NXT moved to the USA Network. Went NXT, NXT, <laughs> and went head to head with AEW Dynamite, starting the Wednesday Night War. Even though that was a bit later, but um, so before we discuss that, um, should we start with your thoughts on Finn Balor becoming the new NXT champion after defeating Adam Cole in last week's NXT following the? Two of them getting a two-all draw in the four-way Ironman match after Karen Cross vacated the title through injury. So a bit of a mixed reaction I've seen on the old Twitterverse. So some people saying he's the best man currently in NXT to get the um, strap, but then some people are saying it's a step back for NXT putting the strap on him. Uh, I well, think it's sorry. Oh, sorry. No, you. No, you, you, you I was going to say, well, who else would you want to give it to? When people are saying it's a step backwards, I don't, I don't see who else is a viable option at this moment. Out of the four who are in the Ironman match, I can't think of anyone. Yeah, you know, unless they wanted to go for somebody like Tim Thatcher or Karen you know, Grimes, maybe I don't. Know. But that's, That'd be interesting. 
they're further down the pecking order at the moment. Yeah. They haven't built stars enough, in my opinion, over the last year. They haven't really built enough male stars. I think the, if you look at it, I think the women's division is obviously in a fantastic way in terms of stars. So if someone vacated the title tomorrow, if he had vacate the title tomorrow, that you'd have obviously, you could obviously put about six people on the list going, oh, that should be quite good, should be good, should be good. Whereas with the male, male stars, the way I was looking, it was almost a process of elimination of who of who would be the best sort of thing. I was like, well, Adam Cole's just held it. It wouldn't really make much sense. Um, obviously, Tommaso's been there before. Johnny Gargano been there before. Um, Fire, Fireball could have been like Davikovic, but he's in, in with um, Retribution, isn't he? So it's like, yeah. Like, but, I but then, believe not, he loses a lot as well. So, so to, for him to take the belt after he get absolutely destroyed by Karrion Cross wouldn't. Wouldn't have been logical. I think with Balor, it's 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 good to have it on him, given he's he hasn't won it since his return to NXT. I think as well, it it, it still keeps him as a star. So I, I think with Balor, I can see why people are a little bit annoyed, but I just think that it's kind of NXT's almost own fault for not building that many stars over the last twelve months for them to obviously have this situation. Um, obviously, uh, the irony of that is they did build Karrion <laughs> Cross to be a star, and Sod's Law obviously he's injured, but. They've built a couple of people, like yeah, like Keith Lee. Then no, they've got, already gone, yeah. Gone, Riddle, gone. So like, Riddle as well. Riddle, yeah. But I'm happy at Balor enough, and I'd say I'm looking forward to see. He'll have some, one thing's for sure, he'll have some great matches for the belt. I think as well, it'll be great to keep it on him until Cross does come back on it. I don't know what, what the time frame with, with, with Cross is. Uh, not last time, it. But if, if he can come back soonish, or like, well, I don't think it's going to be that drastically long. I don't think he's going to be out for... Um, but hopefully, yeah, if they can keep him on there, the belt and balance, then have Cross come back in and then have them feud, Demon versus Cross. I think that would be really cool. So mm. um, I think there's certainly options of it. But yeah, I personally, I think Balor was the best out of the four for sure. Yeah, I, I thought I thought he was definitely the best out of the four because as well, do you really want to start giving it back to Adam Cole after he's had it for so long? Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. what, what, what is there left for him to do? Because I thought it, I thought by now he was going to be moved to either Raw or SmackDown, but it just doesn't seem to have happened yet, and it feels like it's just a matter of time before it happens. The whole of Undisputed Era just seemed like they're just waiting to move on. But... They seem to be in a real purgatory state. Yeah, because they, they don't really want to put the tag titles back on them, and they don't want to put the put Roddy into the North American title. Anything, just they kind of just. Seems just waiting for something to happen. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't actually know what they're waiting for. Fans to come back. I, don't know. Imagine I th- thought maybe. That's what I think. Yeah, I think. How long is that going to be though? Or oh, they're hoping next month. I yeah, I've, I've, I've heard next month as well. At least in a reduced capacity, sort of thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, apparently they've um, and well, I mean. Again, not to make this obviously, obviously, uh, uh, to try and not use the C word, the coronavirus word, but I know that obviously, you, again, obviously, they're all led by government. Obviously, America, they can be led by obviously a worse leader. Um, <laughs> but um, obviously, obviously, with this talk of obviously, with Zimmer wanting to open up America even more, sort of thing, that yeah, apparently, it will be a month or so, at least in a reduced capacity, sort of thing. Oh, well, there we go. But it changes, doesn't it? <laughs> week by week, it changes. Day by day, second by second, it changes. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I remember it was meant to be November, wasn't it, at first? I just yeah, got something in the back of my head saying... Series. Yeah. But I've just got something in the back of my head I've heard recently saying October. I've, I've heard October as well. They're hoping to get fans back in there. They want to recommence live shows as soon as possible. And, um, yeah, I've, I've got a feeling I did see October. Well, I've definitely heard as soon as possible... And I yep. think I read further into the article that it was October. They were, they were, they were identifying it. And obviously, it won't be like spread across the whole of the United States. I think it'll be in a similar like a location. They'll keep it quite close, probably around the Florida area, I imagine. Yeah, I can't see them spending all this money on that from the day and then rushing people back in. So definitely, I'm sure quite. Yeah, because yeah, it's right, so. <coughs> right, so, um I would take you through some of the highlights of the WWE attempts to get NXT to combat AEW they've had over the last year or so. 
then we can discuss how yeah. you think of the new two-hour era of NXT. So, uh, October 2nd, 2019, Dynamite debuted on NXT. NXT TNT, <laughs> which the average that would have point... been a really good that would have been a really, a really good show. Yeah, averaged one point four million viewers. So same night, NXT made the full two hour debut on the USA Network, and they kind of put they put on like a takeover level card. Really, they had the three title matches like Cole versus Riddle for NXT title, um, Baszler versus uh, Larray for the women's and street profits versus uh, riley and fish tag titles and then finn balor interrupting cole at the end to make his debut and come back to the brand full-time but however it drew half a million less viewers than dynamite so then dynamite would beat nxt in the ratings in the demographic they all care about the 18 to 49 range <laughs> for set the first seven episodes so to combat this and the dominance of AEW, WWE announced that NXT wrestlers will compete in the, this year's Survivor Series, which officially endorsed NXT as a third brand. NXT brand will go on to win three of the five matches at the pay-per-view. Uh, these developments caused NXT to then place first in the ratings for f- three out of the six remaining weeks of 2019. And then in early 2020, Dynamite regained the lead, and again, WWE tried to combat this by having Charlotte win the Royal Rumble and challenge uh, NXT Women's Champion, uh, yeah, what's her name, Ray Ripley at WrestleMania. So that was just some of the ways they're trying to get NXT to go up against AEW. But how did you find NXT initially moving to two hours? Because I found it really difficult to keep. I was so used to my 50 minutes a week finding that extra hour to watch it. Sometimes I just watch the last hour. Just I, n- I never really minded it. I, I think two hours is a, is a fine length for a, for a show. I just I miss the days when Raw was two hours. <laughs> miss the hour. <laughs> I miss the days when Raw was 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, with um, NXT, I never actually watched it when it was an hour long. I think I just I used to only watch the takeovers really and just catch up on results. But I think I kind of jumped on this. Um, I kind of just jumped on the sort of bit like I was like, right, I want to. It, it's kind of almost a sort of like a fresh start with Enic with AEW starting with the new, with this whole Wednesday Night Wars thing. I was like, right, I'm going to give it a go, and I've really enjoyed it. I've, like it's one of my favourite shows that I look out for each week, um, sort of thing. And I think with um, especially at the start, it was fantastic. And I was thought at least for the first few months there, I thought NXT was better. Uh, Dynamite then slowly took over, I think, in my opinion. But um, overall, it's a very watchable show every week. NXT, I rarely come away from watching NXT going, well, that was a waste of time. Um, I think in the when they were in the performance centre, I thought NXT was the best out of the three uh, mm-hmm. brands on WWE. I thought NXT was the one still producing the best watchable TV. And, um, and yeah, I just think they always do get a very solid product going. And two hours, I think, flies by on NXT, to be honest. I do, I do agree, though. I think Raw, it's only obvious, not, not trying to hijack the debate, but mate, I think Raw <laughs> should be two hours as well. Uh, I just think with the success of NXT and, and, and to an extent SmackDown when they do get it right, which isn't, <laughs> which can happen. But yeah, um, but yeah, 100%. Um, I, I think, um, yeah, NXT has been, I think it's, I think the product got better in my opinion. Um I think, obviously, again, with NXT, it was like I said on the, the show last week, victims of your own success. I think with takeovers, they're so, obviously, they've set an incredibly high bar. It's going to be hard to really top some of the takeovers they've done. Um, mm-hmm. So you could argue to an extent maybe the takeover qualities have dropped slightly. Uh, again, it's hard to say when it obviously it has been behind closed doors. Um, but um, I think, yeah, I think that's the only criticism maybe they, they need to... Um, not go too heavy on some of the shows to really build up to these takeovers. That's just my opinion. Any thoughts, Lance? Sorry, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna take <laughs> over there. Uh, no, I, I I totally agree. I I think I think with the takeovers, I think maybe the quality has dropped, but we have also had some some great matches in there as well. But mm-hmm. it is it is just a case of being a victim of your own success and just like re, just reiterating the same point. But I totally agree. And with with the whole two hour thing as well, I think two hours is the perfect time for a wrestling show, in my opinion, anyway. Because 
if I'm going to sit down and watch it, I always think if it's an hour, it's too short to fully get invested. And then when I do get invested with, at the main event and I'm like, oh, we're done now. But I think two hours, you get you just build it a bit better, like a, like a film, really. Yeah. Because I always think a, f- a film, if it's an hour, it's more like a TV special. Yeah, I just, we used to just, it used to be our Friday thing. We used to watch NXT whilst we are having our tea, so it was just an hour thing, but now it's, we have to we watch it Saturday or Sunday now just to find two hours to, to watch things because, yeah, we used to watch our, eat our tea and then bath Isaac, but we can't really do that now. So it's just, yeah, it's fitting into my life to be this one. And then trying to find time for AW as well. And yeah, that's two hours. <laughs> well, Chris, you know, the comparison is you're, you're a married man uh, with kids. I'm a single man who's got absolutely <laughs> no life whatsoever, who works from home. Um, so, yeah. I'm also a single man. <laughs> yeah, but you're gorgeous. <laughs> that's, that's where it stops. <laughs> <laughs> what did you enjoy the like six month-ish Charlotte experiment of moving her back to NXT to that I think it could have been more, better did it bring more value to the show or... I thought <sighs> alright it, it never really blew me away it wasn't like I feel like it was one of them where they were they overestimated what she was going to bring yeah, and then I felt she like she still she showed was... up on Raw all the time as well yeah, and then I feel like she was rushed off because Becky went, uh, I can't stay around, I've got to go have a kid. And then they went, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Yeah. And went, right, Charlotte, you go back to Raw, uh, we'll give someone else the NXT women's title and we'll deal with it from here. All then that they built up being on NXT and holding the title kind of just, because they just, it just, the legs got cut out from underneath it. At least yeah. that's how it felt, anyway. Sure. And no, I definitely. didn't even realise it was properly six months until you told me. It felt a lot lot shorter than that. It's, it, it, was, it was ish. It was well, from when she won the Royal Rumble to the mm. end of... She was probably best about five months because she lost it in the June and she won the Rumble. So she was pretty much on NXT from when she yeah. won the... Within a couple of weeks of winning the Rumble. So probably early February to... June, so it's probably four months ish. Sure. No, definitely. I think it was about four or five months. But I, like I said though um, earlier, I, I think the women's one thing they've got absolutely right, and I think they've been outstanding is the women's division. Um, mm. I think it's been solid. That it, every rivalry always gets me in, intrigued. I've really the women's division. I think out of every brand in well, every wrestling promotion out there, I think NXT it has the best women's division, the best the, the best feuds, the best matches, best storylines, and then what have you. Uh, I think that's one thing they've got absolutely spot on and really really watchable um, TV. Well, they um, they, they give the whole division feuds and storylines. Yeah, so it's just one woman goes after the title. Then next in line goes after the title, <laughs> like exactly. they do on the main roster. Spot on. Uh, and, and like I said earlier, like say hypothetically, it was the other way round after the last takeover, and Io Shirai had to sacrifice her title. You could literally look at about six women wrestlers and go, "Well, that would be class. That would be good. That would be good." Like you can literally, the list would kind of be, it would be like at least already at the top of my head. I can think of like Rhea Ripley wouldn't be bad. Get it back to her. But then if you didn't want to give, you want to give it to new stars. You obviously you've got Candice Ray, Tegan. Knox, Io Shirai, uh, sorry, um, um, what's her name? Uh, the one that Io Shirai faced, Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai. Um, Mercedes Martinez. There's, there's the talent stacked, and it's really, it really has been a grunt. It's such a deep, deep roster, which I think on Me the AEW side they are lacking. And there's, a, it's, it's like looking at Manchester City's team, which pains me to say. And you go, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Mares is injured. It's all right. We'll put Kevin De Bruyne there, and they've, they've got <laughs> nah. they've got a team that they can just they've got about three different teams that they could put out, and you go, yeah, they'll they'll do a job there. And it's the same with the NXT women's roster. But then you look at you look at AEW sometimes, and as as good as it is when you've got your first team out there, like like in Man United's case, like it'd be like you've got your first team out there, and it's great. But if you take out Paul Pogba and put Andreas Pereira in there, you go, oh, OK, mate. <laughs> well, because it, it's not the quality of the wrestlers. It's just the fact that they haven't had the chance to build them so well. Yeah. Because they've, they've kind of, with the pandemic as well, they've, a lot, they've lost a lot of the roster. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 
Yeah, we mentioned um, Finn Balor before. Are you happy with other like main roster uh, members like Breezango, Killian Day, and Drake Maverick moving back down to NXT? Is that bothered you at all? Not at all. I think it, they can get yeah. if they get the balance right. And this is why I've said this before on the show. They need to be careful. If they start doing it every week or, or whatever, even every month, or even they need to be very careful of one the talent they are sending back down, but two how frequently and how. How, how and how if they've definitely got correct storylines because it would be I've got no problems with them doing it especially they're not having any they're not doing anything on the main roster like Balor was a touch of class that was a great moment as well for NXT when he returned as long as they've got storyline purposes like I I think with Balor the only thing it's like with Balor the great storyline was it was a well intriguing story I mean he was like I need to retrace my steps to move forward that yeah. was really cool so as long as they got a purpose of them going back down I've got no complaints of, but yeah I'll, so the only the only the only way they need to be a bit careful on is how frequently they are sending wrestlers down and making sure they get the the wrestlers themselves correct of who they are sending back down. Do you think the do you want them to be included in a draft or do you think the draft should just still just be raw and smackdown? I think on the superstar shakeup, it's usually that. Well, they usually, oh, I would include them, but I'll do it almost like the ECW kind of way they did before when um, they really obviously got when it was ECW who only, only really like lost a few, but then only gained like a couple. I'd, yeah. um, so I'd keep it very, I'd maybe use them, but yeah, I'd use them very, yeah, sparingly. I wouldn't use, I would, yeah, definitely. That's the word. Cheers. <laughs> I, it, it does, because they've gone from a developmental brand to being a full-fledged brand mm. and i've kind of been very like i've just accepted it but it's a bit it's, it is a bit mad once you start thinking about it because that is what ecw was originally meant to be yeah the, ECW, the new ecw was a proto nxt yeah the this was it superstar initiative they had whatever it's called <laughs> oh, the yeah. new superstar initiative when it was yeah, brought the, through some great the mentor no on, on ecw they think they brought in like <gasps> kofi kingston oh, yeah. and sheamus and just, yeah, just have, if you're on a debut on WWE, you tend to debut in, an, in ECW to learn the ropes, and then you moved on to SmackDown. Because they had a shared talent talent exchange or something. I can't remember, it was years ago. Yeah, was it was, exactly. I think they used to film it on the same night as well, didn't they? Uh, ECW yeah. would be like an hour before SmackDown, um, yeah. if you are there on the live crowd. But so that's, that makes sense. But yeah, I think, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Now they, did use, they did put the young talent coming through ECW. But yeah. I don't really want to compare NXT to the WWE ECW. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, so probably my last question on this bit. So, what, um, they've included the NXT, well, it's now the NXT Cruiserweight titles. That brought increased value to the show. So I, I quite like Santos. Oh, I can't think of his name. Santos. Oh, I think he's been brilliant. Es- yeah. Esteban, is it? Yeah. Santos no, uh, I know we know who you mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I really liked it. I think that storyline's storyline, been great, and yeah, I, I agree. I think it's helped. I think it needed to happen. If I'm honest, it needed to go to a promotion. I think NXT's the correct brand to go to. It won't get lost on NXT. It can probably even main event NXT shows, um, sort of thing. Um, so no, I've, um, I think that that's been brilliant. Um, but they're still going to F5 Live, aren't they? Which I think is a little bit odd. I'd maybe just sack that off altogether, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I would... Um, but I would just keep it just on NXT. But I think, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Especially if you love your Cruiserweight wrestling, then, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's added a lot. It's, um, it's just added something like um, Nitro, when Nitro had the Cruiserweight division as well. Yeah. Just added something a bit more extra. Yeah. It, it's something different from what the main roster's got, and it gives you like a unique division and something different to watch. And it pads out the two hours as well, having an extra belt. And if you could yeah. have that twenty minutes, like like Nature Nature used to have, it used to only be like twenty minutes of the show was the cruiserweight division. So gives you it gives you a chance to build different stars as well for different things. Hey up, it's Leon Gray and Ryan Thorn. Together we're made to last, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. It's time for the first round of a question of sports entertainment. Uh, Lance's question master this week. So, Lance? Okay, so as we always uh, always like to talk about rumbles on here, as they are your favourite thing to watch, Chris, mm-hmm. I thought we'd, uh, we'd go for the uh, biggest Royal Rumble ever, oh, uh, the greatest Royal Rumble, yeah. which had 50 competitors. 
And yeah. I, uh, I want you both to name as many as you can, basically, in our classic yeah. wave penalty shootout style. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I didn't actually watch this show. Uh, well, Nick, you're champion. Do you want to go first, second? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. I'll go for. Uh, I believe he won the the, the greatest Royal Rumble. Um, Braun Strowman. Yes, he well, yeah, he did win it. He got a beautiful trophy and a green belt, which he never wore ever again. Never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the next time we were in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Got the belt in it. Uh, uh, Daniel Bryan was number one. Was he? he was number one? Yes. Um, I believe it was his last ever appearance in WWE. Uh, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller, Chris Jericho, Le Champion. Le Champion did feature, and he was number 50. Yeah. Oh, my shirt has arrived. I love it. I remember some of the NXT people, and so I know Roger Strong wasn't. Yes, Roger Strong was number 34. Mm. Um, oh, of course, the most famous spot there, the trip. Titus, well, <laughs> Titus O'Neill. Do you know what? I didn't realise how late on in the uh, show this actually happened. It was number thirty-nine. Wow! So I, I didn't. I thought that was like near the beginning. Wow! That's a fun fact for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of the Seaman wrestler's name. But I can't think think of it at the moment. Um, Mark Henry was definitely there with me. I'm just looking for his name now. I believe he was. He threw out the Seaman wrestler, so he definitely wasn't. <laughs> 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 but I can't think of the Seaman wrestler's name. I literally can't find him. He, there he is, number five. There he is. <laughs> Just wanted to mark him off. I was like, I'm definitely sure he was in there. Yeah. Um, I will go for. I think he was in it uh, as a surprise appearance. Well, there he was even surprised. Ray Mysterio. Mysterio. He was. He was number twenty-eight. We're at four to three. Yeah. Dolph number two. I'm sure Dolph Ziggler's the second one in. Dolph Ziggler was the second one in, yes. We did watch this quite recently, so I'm trying to... As I said, my five-year-old's obsessed with Rumbles. So. I thought I'd give you the edge this week. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> wasn't it Hornswoggle in it? Hornswoggle was in it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what number it was. Number 12. Number 12. And on Wikipedia, they have him down as a free agent. Oh, yeah, it's kind of right. It is, yeah. Um, I'll go with this is my last go. Yeah, it's current. It's five four currently. I know. I, I know the NXT. Babatunde was definitely in it. So I remember having this discussion. Babatunde was in it. Yes. So going into the second round, we are all level at five five. I would keep it going, but we, have we a could lot be here for a while. Yeah, no. <laughs> and it seems like nobody's getting even close to getting it wrong. <laughs> Baba Tunde came in at number 37. I think if we continue that, I think we'd have a lot of listeners clicking the off switch right now. <laughs> yeah, I think they'd be like, it, this, it was fun, but yeah. the second round could be a bit more, uh, a bit more <laughs> I think. So. <laughs> right, so that's 5 all going into the next round. It is 5 all, yes. Hi, I'm Troy McCarthy, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious, the best podcast to ever feature me, Troy McCarthy. Right, so on Twitter, one of our followers, Adam Batum, uh, he's at BoxyBait, asked us, when will Otis cash in his Money in the Bank contract? So we do love a bit of fancy booking on the show. And so we've each booked an Otis cash in. To make it a bit harder, we've decided to make it a successful cash in. <laughs> so, so who wants to go first? I can go first if you want. Okay. I feel like the pressure was on there because nobody was saying anything. It's like, who wants to go first? <laughs> yeah. I was waiting on me. <laughs> okay. So, due to what has recently been going on with um, Buddy and Seth, yeah. I wanted to take this opportunity with Mandy also being moved over to Raw to move uh, Otis over in my own fantasy thing, him finding yeah. a way to be there as well with her, and then continuing on with what they're doing. But also, on the other side, you've obviously got. Seth and Buddy. Is is everyone yeah. caught with Raw? No, I'm sorry. Oh, um. does that mean I've got to keep my... <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I've got an idea. You continue. I'll uh, I'll um and I'll I'll, I'll I'll take my headphones out for like thirty seconds. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Yep, go. Let, okay. So with Raw that's just happened last night, Seth Rollins has seemingly turned on Buddy Murphy. Yeah. So what I wanted to do was start to build a feud between them and give Seth and Buddy a feud between them going uh, forward. And with obviously okay. having our WWE champion as Drew McIntyre at the moment and him having history with Seth, I was thinking that we could have Buddy and Seth feud for a while and Buddy coming out on top in the, the rivalry. Yeah. Okay. And then over on the other side, we have Otis and Mandy continuing on doing what they're doing. But I was thinking, with Mandy obviously previously being one of the top heels in the women's division, Mm -hmm. she can start to influence Otis a bit, and she starts cheating for him to Uh keep him winning and keep him winning. And then Tucker can be like, what's going on here? What's what's this? And Otis is just like brushing it off, like, oh, nothing's going on, nothing's going on. And Mandy's just like, I don't, I don't know what you mean. So then we keep building to the rumble. We keep having Buddy winning more and more. And then obviously Drew still. I'm going to have Drew continue on to WrestleMania with the title. I'm going to have yeah. him keep it till WrestleMania. So he's gone a whole year. And the, obviously, I want, in my idea, with Buddy winning and putting on these incredible matches, because we all know that he can. He keeps winning and everyone starts getting behind him. And we get to the rumble. And hopefully, by the rumble, we'll have fans back in there and hopefully they'll all be behind my fantasy version of Buddy Murphy so yeah. I'm going to have Buddy win the Rumble and go on to Wrestlemania to face Drew McIntyre while this is going on Otis keeps cheating to win he has cheated to win well sort of to win the tag titles with Tucker but Tucker's a bit like hold on I'm not I'm not really feeling this hold on why are we continuously cheating he's still oblivious to it all we get we start moving forward and Tucker and Otis start bickering more about it to the point where yeah. they start bickering in the ring. Otis gives Tucker a big push. He's like, do you know what? Just leave me and my girlfriend alone kind of thing. Why are you being such a, a tool about this? He pushes him, he shoves him. And in this match for the tag team titles, Tucker gets rolled up after he's been pushed. Otis is like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> and they lose the tag titles by accident because they're arguing. Yeah. And then you see backstage, Mandy's talking to Otis. And we're getting closer and closer to Mania. And you can kind of hear them whispering about maybe like cashing in. When when you're going to do it, Otis, when you're going to do it, kind of like putting seeds in there, giving, giving them an idea. You, I feel like everyone can kind of see where this is going now. Yeah. To the point where <laughs> Tucker's going to be angry with Otis. Mandy's putting ideas in his head about when to cash in this money in the bank. Like he's, saying to him, it's not a big deal, you've lost the tag titles, you can still go after the heavyweight title, WrestleMania's right around the corner, and all this, and she's just chipping away at Otis. Mm-hmm. And we get to WrestleMania, and uh, we're in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and we'll have a thing where Otis and Tucker are working together, it's looking like it's all going good. And then all of a sudden, Otis turns around, he throws Tucker over the top rope, with a, and Mandy drops the top <laughs> rope on him. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what's happened? Tucker's like, <laughs> you you bastard. And he's just like, well, I want to win kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of shedding away the, the layers of innocence that we've built up over the while. And we get to the main event of WrestleMania. And I'm not, I'm not saying like the WWE title opens like it has done before. I mean, the main event, I've built Buddy Murphy up well in this fantasy idea. Buddy Murphy... They have this brilliant face versus face kind of match, like Warrior Hogan. Everyone's kind of behind it. Mm-hmm. This is I, I say all this, but you'd really <laughs> need WWE to really push Buddy Murphy as something. But I think he could do it. He's got he's so he's such a talented wrestler. And I thought with what happened the other night, it'd be it'd be perfect going mm-hmm. forward because obviously he'd, he'd beat Seth. He'd start getting momentum. He'd get momentum. Would continue on to Mania. Have this great face versus face match and Buddy Murphy finally gets his win so the crowd's yeah. up for it and then out from the crowd Adam Cole style comes Mandy Rose she low blows Buddy Murphy and slowly walks Otis and he cashes in and he takes that yeah. moment away from him and we have a big 
old heel turn for Otis with Mandy Rose at his side and ending WrestleMania, Miss Elizabeth, Randy Savage style with him holding Mandy Rose up. On his shoulder. Yeah. A throwback <laughs> to the year before, but he's, he's being booed this time. And then you can go wherever with that, and I feel like that's, uh, that's my idea for this. To just make him a big, colossal, nasty bastard of a heel. <laughs> Randy Orton style stealing this Daniel Bryan moment from Buddy Murphy. Cool. I like that. I like that. I feel like it'll be different from everybody else's. It's yeah, definitely a lot different to mine. <laughs> I thought everyone would keep him keep him as a face, so I thought this would be a good time to just take him oh, away. Yeah. Definitely nice to have a different outlook on it. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go next, Nick, or do you want me to go? Yeah, well, we'll save your one. You, you put the lot of effort in, so we'll keep the best till last. <laughs> um, my one, my one. Um, I feel like I'm a bit, a bit lazy on my one, just with a few bullet point notes. But basically, I'd, um, I'll slowly, obviously, at the moment, he's not really got, apart from obviously Ms. Morrison stealing the briefcase, which I'm finding hilarious at the moment. Um, there's not really been much like interaction with him and any of the champions. So I know there's a little bit with Strowman when he held, he held it, but nothing of serious note but yeah i would um i would say you could even start it as soon as um um next week or even i'll just have a little like few backstage stare down sort of thing with range just sort of uh walking past and just glaring at otis nothing 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 violent nothing like that nothing like that at all just a few mutual stares bit of respect uh, but i'd have it then obviously Heyman. Like almost laughing uh, weeks going by Heyman just laughing at Otis like thinking he's a joke he's obviously nothing for Reigns to worry about whatsoever uh, whilst he's a big lad he's he's still just a joke and can't touch the Reigns in the ring you could arguably slowly have this escalate into maybe a bit a few promos mm-hmm. uh, potentially with Heyman obviously doing the promo work um, and again you could have Reigns I don't know obviously if, if they keep it depends on how how they go with Reigns, if they're going to make him into a full-blown heel after Clash of Champions, or if they're going to keep him in this kind of character, which I really like at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd keep having a few sort of um, of sort of stare-downs, and then you could even more, more or less put it into, um, then slowly get to a point where Reigns basically puts the fear into it to solve cashing and going, if you do it, you're dead, basically, if you do try and cash in. Um, but then, yeah, I'd have um, after one of Reigns' title defense. You could you could even do it as soon as Hell in a Cell. If that's going ahead, Hell in a Cell is obviously a mm-hmm. brutal match. So if they do do Reigns versus the Fiend inside the Hell in a Cell, um, you could have Reigns win, and obviously then you could even have the Fiend attack Reigns after what have you. But then, yeah, you have your standard cash in where Otis comes out and um, oh yeah, cash is in and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Then, yeah, it's obviously just a great celebration with him and Tucker. And then, yeah, on um, on the weeks, obviously, after on SmackDown, Reigns basically furious. Once This is where we start to get Reigns into a more full-blown heel as well. Uh, as he's livid. And um, But, yeah, then I'd have... Um, I'd even potentially have the match on um, SmackDown and I'd have it like a really quick, like almost like a, like a Goldberg sort of Lesnar-type uh, match. I would... Otis yeah. just beating Reigns like super quick sort of thing so then Otis does not just not only becomes the champion but also looks like a bloody good champion then you could no probably one. have the, the rivalry go up until potentially like the Survivor Series and uh, potentially the CLC Rumble before Reigns goes into a bit more of like a, another feud sort of thing and then but yeah you could have Otis then at least continue it into the new year when he has a different feud and you could even have him feud with The Fiend as well um, I think that'd yeah. be quite cool with the fiend, maybe even haunting Mandy Rose on Raw, sort of thing. Yeah, so Otis having to like kind of never sleeping really. So yeah, I think that would be quite good if you interject the fiend into sort of hunting Mandy as well on Raw. If you do keep Otis and Mandy as a couple still, which could easily be done. You could even have, yeah, could have stuff it. with that Alexa and Mandy then. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Cool. So yeah. Not as uh, in-depth as Lance's, but... I think mine was more rambly than in-depth. <laughs> kind of you, you're, more, you're, more bu- you're, more bu- you're more booking a Buddy Murphy <laughs> Buddy Murphy main event push. Yeah, pretty much. I just thought this is an opportunity. I was like, do you know what? I'll just push whoever I want and then we can just have him be a real horrible, horrible person and take it away from them. Yeah, I liked it. I like both. It's a, uh, <clears throat> I think this could be the hardest... Fancy book and whatever I had to do, you know, it was quite hard to come up with. I've heard you've written a book, so. 
<laughs> right, so um, yeah, I'd have Mandy Rose has been moved to Raw. I'd also have Tucker bitten off TV following an injury in a match against Roman set up over the coming weeks. Osus is alone and he swirls into depression. And parallel to this, I'll continue the bliss joining the Wyatts or the Fiend. Um, so over the coming weeks, Funhouse Bray would appear on the screen either during or following um, Osus's matches um, on the video screen. And it would always end with the fairies letter in, and it would happen for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then um, after weeks of the subliminal messages, Osus would start seeing bliss as Mandy Rose, and then she would persuade Otis to join Wyatt in his quest to destroy Roman Reigns. And it would be yeah. And then Otis would be off telly for a couple of weeks. During the say during these weeks where he's off TV, Funhouse Bray would appear on the screens during and following um Bronstro matches and he would say a similar type of phrase at the end of each video. Um when Osus returns to TV, he's got a bit new character, new attitude. I've, it's kind of, I've got in my head, it's inspired by Clown from Spawn. So he's really silly, but ultimately pure evil. It works in my head. I, don't know. <laughs> I, get, I get what you mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Cool. And then, so the next pay-per-view is another triple threat match between Roman Fiend and Braun in the main events. And the three will beat the crap out of each other for most of the match. Then mid-match... Funhouse Bray would appear on the screen and say the phrase he said at the end of Braun Strowman's matches, which instantly turns Braun into a brainless monster who Bray controls. And then it pretty much turns into a glorified handicap match where Roman gets beat into a bloody mess. And Fiend would go for a pin on a helpless Roman, then pull his head up two, following orders from Bray. And then Bray would order Otis to cash in and get the free count on the on a helpless Roman and become Universal Champion. I dig it. I like it. No, I love that. Yeah, that's, really that's, good. That is really interesting. It's really good book in there. I feel I feel like you've absolutely blown me out of the water. Yeah, I think you win there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, well done, Chris. <laughs> yeah, so in my head, in my, originally I was going to, I was trying to do like, in a, do you know, remember the alliance against Hulk Hogan to destroy Hulk Hogania or whatever it was in WCW, so something similar to that. But with the like the Wyatt trying to destroy Roman, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got the yeah. I'm probably in Roman's head. He's got the humiliation of getting beat by Osus, but then Osus has got Fiend and brain, um, brainless monster <laughs> Braun like backing them up now as well, and he's now pure evil, following his being turned to the dark side by. Right, so. I like how two of us went uh, for the heel turn, and we both had someone else turning him heel. Yeah, <laughs> but then you could have the whole redemption story with Tucker and Mandy trying to turn him back good, and he, he like the Daniel yeah. Bryan one. Yeah, I never went with the redemption. I just, he's yeah, just... I've, I've not booked past. Like, it just says he becomes Universal Champion. I've not thought about what happens next. <laughs> What would happen next in mind is that he'd end up working with Buddy Murphy and Buddy Murphy would be having great matches with him, doing all kinds of flips. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then we'll get Dolph Ziggler involved and all my favourites will come together. Mm. You know, like Spider-Man and his superhero friends. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that. I just, I, that's how I'd book it. I, oh, I, used to, I used to like the cartoon when I was little. <laughs> just start getting all my favourites involved. It'd basically be like if I started uh, a figure federation just start getting all yeah. the figures out and we'll do it like that. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? This is the one and only Chocolate Thunder Willie Mac, and you're listening to Broke but Glorious. Hey, yeah. All right, so it's time for the final of a question of sports entertainment, Lance. Okay, so I've gone a bit niche with this. Okay. <laughs> and wow. uh, so I'm looking for. With, for the first 15 mm. WWF champions. So not world res- uh, Worldwide Wrestling uh, Federation, but when it became WWF. So okay. starting in 1984, going all the way to 1998. And during that time, there was only 15 champions. You really have made this quiz like in favour of Chris, haven't you? 
I'm doomed. Chris wasn't watching at this time, he says. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think it sounds hard and actually is. You will know lots of... <laughs> I think you'll know lots of them as well. Yeah. Well, we'll see, won't we? Okay, Obviously, you can only name <clears throat> name certain wrestlers once. So, like, with certain guys have held it more than once during that time, but they only count once. That's why it's only 15. Okay. Yeah. Macho Man? Yes. Macho Man Randy Savage. What were the years did you say it was from? 1984 to 1998. Okay. The best there is. The best there was. <laughs> the best there ever will be. Brett, the hitman, Hart. Yes, yes, he did hold it. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yes, he was the very first one. Ric Flair. Ric Flair did hold it, yes. Woo! Ultimate Warrior. Warrior did hold it. Shawn Michaels. Yes, run it in 1996. Uh, Undertaker. Yeah, he defeated Hulk Hogan for it, for his first one. I don't know if he held it, in 90, if he held it before. Stone Cold. Stone Cold did hold it, yes. His very first one uh, came in 1998. Diesel. Diesel did hold it, yes. He defeated. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't defeat anyone. He's got it. <laughs> uh, it was magic. It was magic. Um, yeah, have you said Yokozuna? No, nobody said Yokozuna yet until you just said it. Um, I'll take him, yeah. If <laughs> you change your answer then, uh, yeah, yeah, he did hold it. No, no, I don't want to go for that. That's five balls. It? It oh, was it correct? Yes, so yes it was. Yeah, he held it twice. Hulk Hogan beat him and Bret Hart beat him. Wow. So we've got a few more, so we'll have to go to sudden uh, death. Diesel beat, Diesel beat Bob Backlund. Yes. That is that's six five to Chris. I was thinking about Backlund. Um we think who's still out there. Um I know he held it. I'm going to take a guess here. I think he... I don't know if he held it. It was 98 or... Kane? Kane, yes. Yes, he did hold yeah. it in 1998. I, was he, just, was I knew he won 15th. it in the late 90s. He was the 15th champion. So there's three left. There's um, three left. Sid. Sid held it, yeah. Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper? No. Famously never held a world title. Oh, of course. Never, ever oh, no. We've, on the forum, we voted him the greatest wrestler never to hold a world title. And we even said to him, thanked the, us. The pressure's got to me. Who else is there? So you had Andre. Andre does count. He does count. He won it at the main event. And then he gave it up to Ted DiBiase, who doesn't count. No. Even though he sort of did, because he did actually defend it on a house show, which was yes. weird. But then he bought the 24-7 title in the same way, but that does count. So surely yeah. his WWE title should count if he can buy titles. you think, wouldn't you? You could also you, you could have also had the Sergeant Slaughter as well. Sergeant Slaughter. I would have been there all day. It took me ages to get Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, Yeah. so after that, you had, uh, you had Kane Fam- and then... Yes, famously, the they, had to, they had to... Yeah. Sorry, go on. Famously to move WrestleMania 7 because Sergeant Slaughter just wasn't drawing. So they, <laughs> they moved it from a massive arena to this tiny little like, state. <laughs> I have you know it was a bomb threat. <laughs> yeah, and they said it was a bomb threat. Yeah. <laughs> 100% definitely definitely was a bomb threat. Nothing yeah. else. <laughs> right, so Nick, you'll be doing the quiz next week. Hooray! <laughs> Right. Oh, it's I can hear the be... sadness in his voice. <laughs> I feel really mean. I don't really, I don't care. <laughs> Whoa. Haha, <laughs> Nick. Haha. <laughs> Told you I'd get you. Oh, this is long <laughs> this is long term booking. <laughs> We're still setting up for this match. Don't I, I haven't forgot. The fiend doesn't forget. <laughs> the Rivera doesn't forget. Forget about the fiend. <laughs> Hello everyone, this is the interview queen Alicia 2 and you're listening to me on Broken But Glorious. It's time for the BBG Big Debate. <laughs> so last time, two weeks ago? Yeah, I won again. <laughs> yeah. We debated the Long greatest AEW. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, we've debated the greatest AEW match so far, and here results. So yes, in last print, the last place was Lance's Moxley versus Omega, sixteen percent. How did that um, come last? I got slaughtered on Twitter. I know it did, and I was sat there going, I'm, "I better not reply to this." <laughs> I, was, I was fuming. Someone said it was too controversial. Please, <laughs> uh, oh, <that> everyone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I am a heel for a reason. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and the winner was Nick. Uh, Hooray! Forty-eight percent. <laughs> so, the best yeah. tag team match of all time. It's up there as well. Yeah, that was controversial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Nick, what were you debating this week? So we are going to be having a good old-fashioned debate on. Why I will beat Lance when we met me in the ring. No, um, our <laughs> debate this week is, as it is a year on since NXT, but also, um, to be fair, with um, Finn Balor winning the title, I was just um, thinking we might as well keep on the same NXT theme. So, um, yeah, I want us to name the best. NXT. I know in the previous shows we have debated best takeover match of all time, but I want us to name the best NXT championship match of all time. So it doesn't necessarily have to be on a takeover. It could be on any any show. Um, yeah. It could have even been the famous one on SmackDown. But, yeah, best ever NXT championship match, um, which is what we're going to be debating this week. Oh, cool. So, Lance, as you were last, you get to pick first. You were, Lance, you were last, Lance. I reckon, you could, I reckon you could do a good match between the two of you if you gimmick the hell out of it. <laughs> With Nick, Nick's one training session of experience. I can carry you, brother. <laughs> I can get you over the line. I'd be like Dave Benson Phillips. <laughs> Everyone loves Dave Benson Phillips, though, don't we? Best comedy match I've ever seen. Okay, so my, my pick... After that, that weird, weird statement, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having that. Because <laughs> <laughs> my toilet roll in a pole match was the, the best comedy match ever. He teamed with Sasha Moth against those no fun police. Yeah, remember. it was fantastic. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was in the, it was, it was day two of the three day tournament at Riptide and brought uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, um, I, I watched the match back on YouTube. Actually, it's, it's on there. Um, you can kind of see me as well in the crowd because I was on the end of the um, row. Um, but yeah, no, I've never laughed so much during a match. It was just hilarious. Getting a screenshot for Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk about people in the crowds. It's not really a spoiler for Raw last week, last night. But Sugar Dungatin was in the the underground crowd, so he's gone from being in the crowd at AEW to being in the crowd at WC, WWE within weeks. <laughs> Done well. I'm proper happy for him. Mm, yeah. I'm proper, proper, proper made up for him. Shake yeah. it off, yeah. shake it off. Yeah. Oh, it's but yeah. gonna break, break, break. <laughs> no, yeah, he's such a yeah, one of the hardest workers in the business and one of the nicest guys in the business. So I'm well happy for him. So. But anyway, Nick, uh, Lance, <laughs> what's your pick? Uh, what I've gone for is um, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano from Takeover 25, mainly just Ooh. because of the absolute feel-good moment which is a weird weird state statement for it but the way the crowd reacted and the way the crowd were dying for it as well that adam cole finally won the nxt championship yeah just for that moment of him finally winning it okay is that it (laughs) (laughs) i just felt like that kind of summed it up Uh, to be honest uh, finally won it everyone was buzzing everyone screamed adam cole baby that's just what you want it's how you Adam Cole, bye bye. Exactly, that's how you want to end your uh, end your show. And how can yes. that not be classed as one of the greatest NXT Championship matches? Cool. Um, I'm gonna go with um, Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano from NXT Takeover Philadelphia. Um, I think we're all expecting this match to be good, but not the first WWE match to get a Meltzer five-star rating since Pug Cena at Money in the Bank 2011, which you guys reviewed a couple of weeks ago. Great review. Yeah. Great yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Andrade and Gagano hit each other with everything they could do. Seemingly every variation of a DDT was used. There was near falls. Almost was a cocky arsehole the whole match. The final 10 minutes just had you out of your seats. It was amazing. And the final sequence where Andrade hit the double knee on a prone Gagano slumped 
against the ring was vicious and then he did a hanging top rope like like Randy Orton's draping DDT but he did it off the top rope which yeah was sick and earned him a standard applause from the crowd which they finally got him over after months it took months and months and months for the crowd to warm to him I think this match got Adrade over as a star and plus throughout the whole match you're expecting I'm waiting for Champa to show up and get involved, but it it didn't happen till Gargano was getting a standing ovation at the end, and then Gargano just came in, smacked him over the back with a crutch, and just walked off, leaving Gargano laid out. But yeah, yeah, that's I think that's the greatest match. It was so good. Championship match. Yeah, I remember watching it. Um, be, it was before the Rumble, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was the same night as Alistair Black versus um, uh, Adam Cole in um, Extreme Rules, man. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching it before the Rumble and sitting there going, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Yes. I loved it. Did, well, didn't Selena Vega throw like, the DIY shirt as well during that? Or was that at the takeover before? I think that was at the takeover before. I think that was the takeover before. I love little stuff like that, little spots like that. But yeah, yeah. No, this one also this... had Larray jumped out the crowd and chasing Vega off, didn't you? Yeah, sure. yeah, it was a great, great feud, great match, and I think again it realizes how great Andrade is. I really hope that he'll be a future WWE or Universal Champion because I think he's amazing. Okay, Nick. Um, yeah, so um, my match um, probably a bit left, a bit left field, but I've gone just from a personal perspective. I've gone for Tommaso versus Velveteen Dream at um, Takeover Twenty uh, at War Games, sorry, Twenty Eighteen. Um, I just really love this match. I think I remember saying my always biggest takeaway coming at this match was I remember just being glued to the TV and not even obviously having to look at because I get so distracted when I'm watching wrestling I always look at my phone and stuff but I don't think I touched my phone throughout this match because I was just so invested in it I loved it like the fact that you really did feel for like Velveteen Dream you really got behind the baby face that you just really wanted to take the title away from evil Tommaso really and it was just <laughs> yeah. it, it was just a fantastic match I think they, they the chemistry was just fantastic between the two that you had this really lovable baby face up against this really dickish hill and um, it just really clicked whether it helped as well the fact they were kind of um, obviously um, obviously had the two rings um, mm. whether that might have helped as well obviously with a few spots that they did but no really great match really loved this uh, I just really loved it and I think as well it really got me believing in Velveteen Dream that obviously forget how frightening and young he is but also that he'll go on to just be a, a major star Okay, <clears throat> I'm struggling to remember that much, to be honest. I I am fully as well. Charming. Sorry, it's brother. A, I I, rem- I remember the actual. War I remember games it happening. <laughs> well, it looks like I'm not going to be the host of the debate the next. <laughs> I definitely remember it happening and it being a thing, but I don't remember in my head like going, "Oh yeah, it was amazing that." Um, well, which makes me sound like I hate both of them, but I really, really love the pair of them as as workers. Did well, I, you did got war, the war games match on after it. <laughs> I'm struggling. I haven't, I haven't a clue. <laughs> All right, so there'll be a poll up on Twitter tomorrow. Right, well, sorry, <laughs> there'll be a poll up on Wednesday sorry. lunchtime at BBG Wrestling, and the winner will get to pick next week's debate. <laughs> We've, we've absolutely just buried Nick. <laughs> exactly. You couldn't have buried him any harder if we actually put him in a hole. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Not a clue what you're on about. <laughs> What's in NXT? <laughs> just, I can hear him just being <laughs> sad on the other side. Just thinking, oh, fuck you both. <laughs> Lance, oh. do you want a flog your t shirt? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> no one's buying them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather vlog my Le- Le Chris Jericho shirt I've just bought. Le Champion. Second hand t shirt. You're all right, mate. If you want to buy new, fresh t shirts from Lanchevera and not second hand ones from Nick, <laughs> you can get them at uh, lanchevera12.bigcartel.com. They've got my face on them, unlike Nick's second-hand T-shirts. You've got other people's faces on them. <laughs> Very Nick's new business as well, before it's even started. 
<laughs> so if you enjoy our show follow us on twitter it's bbg wrestling and check out our website it's bbgwrestling.com um again as always we have plenty of interviews coming in the next week or so so look out for them and good night good night good night i love you nick love you too